Hello and welcome to the Change Podcast. My name's Brent and I have my friend Nathan Carr with me today and we are so excited about this episode of Changed. And today, um, I'll tell you, Nathan, he's he was introduced to me by another guest that we have had on the show previously and that's Leah. And, and Leah has done so much with her ministry and, and Nathan, she introduced me to Nathan and his ministry with what he's got going on. It is just so powerful. Uh, Nathan, thank you for being on the show here with us today. Yeah. I'm going to first just ask that maybe you give everyone a little bit of your background, but also answer the question, uh, what was your encounter with Jesus that left you changed? And I'll yeah. kick it over to you. All right. I'm Nathan Carr. Uh, I probably started out my journey living the wrong life. Uh, I was heavy into drugs and selling drugs for 26 years. Uh, I ended up in jail. And during that time in jail, I was really struggling. Uh, I was looking at 20 years minimum mandatory, which means I had to do the 20 years. Was that in Virginia? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was locally. And uh, so being incarcerated, I was really struggling with a lot of stuff. And there was a young kid. I call him a young kid because he was like, he barely 18 years old. Sure. He was in there reading the book of Job every night. Once we locked the cells down and everybody was in the room for the night and the lights were out, you'd hear somebody reading the Bible. and uh, Like out loud. Yeah. 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 I awesome. Mean, really loud. Like, <laughs> really loud. Screaming it so everybody could hear it. <laughs> and, uh, the book of Job really started hitting home to me and, uh, you know, being in the situation I was in, I had a lot of money. I had a lot of materialistic things, you know, and I, I felt like I had it all before I got arrested. Although I had nothing because I didn't have God. And yeah. during that moment, you know, I started realizing how important the story was and how it was showing God's favor over this man. And, you know, this guy was so obedient to God and how God rewarded him for that obedience. And uh, it, it really intrigued me and it got me excited about the Bible. And so July 7th, uh, 2017, I really hit a, a, a spot one night. I was just begging, crying out to God, pleading, you know, get me out of this situation, you know. I'm looking at, I'm going to be in my late sixties whenever I get out, you know, my family's going to be gone. You know, I was going to lose family members and things like that. And I was really struggling with it. <clears throat> and I just started praying, you know, I'm familiar with prayer, with prayer and, uh, have, uh, grandparents that were church founders. And my grandmother was worship leader for decades and my grandfather was a pastor so i was familiar with the word but i never lived it and sure. i really reached out to him that night and man i slept better than i've ever slept in my entire life i cried like a baby but i slept better than a baby <laughs> and, awesome. uh, it, it was really cool the next morning i got up and i called my mom and she could sense a difference in my voice you know and i wasn't worried no more i wasn't panicking i was I was okay. I was content with where I was at and which is kind of hard to say being content in jail, but, um, uh, you know, it was, it was a lifesaver. And, uh, she, she broke down on the phone was crying and 
you know, she told me, she was like, the Holy Spirit met you last night. And she was, I realized that it was tears of joy. And I didn't know what that meant yet. You know, I just yeah. know felt different and it felt good and I liked it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it was real peaceful. So I ended up transferring pods and going back to the pod where the guy was at. And he had been transferred to a different facility, to Middle River. And a couple of, probably about, I'd say about two or three weeks had gone by and nothing really was going on in the pod. There was a lot of tension, a lot of fighting, a lot of arguing, you know, and it was back to normal jail. And one night God was like, you need to read the Bible. So I grab my Bible. I walk over to the door and I'm standing there. There's a light out in the hallway kind of shining in my room. And I just opened it up. I didn't have any particular uh, verses picked out or anything like that. And I just started reading out loud. And the next morning, a guy comes up to me and he was like, how'd you know I needed to hear that? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you were spot on with some things I'm dealing with in my life. And I was just, I was kind of caught off guard. I was like, wow, God, God used me for that. And uh, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. So I did that for the next seven months. And literally almost every day, somebody would come up to me and would thank me or would want to know what book that was out of and things like that. And ended up like doing Bible studies with guys and stuff like that. I had no clue what I was doing, you know, but God was leading me and directing me. And I was just, I was being obedient like Job was. And it really turned out really good. And, uh, you know, so once I got out, that, that landed me in uh, addiction recovery because I was, I was a heavy addict. And um, started working with Celebrate Recovery at the Nazarene Church and uh, did some things like that. Well, I'd gotten out on bond. So surprisingly, I got out on bond. We got the right judge. We got the right timing. It worked out really good. So I'm out on bond and I go to Celebrate Recovery and get involved in that. I had to go back for my sentencing and it started hitting me again. You know, I was getting paranoid and scared and, you know, things like that. So I ended up getting just another nine months. So during that nine months, I'm in Middle River and I do a 52 week Bible study in 52 days. I read the Bible from Genesis all the way through Revelations. I even read the stuff in the back of the Bible that didn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> like I literally read the whole Bible. And uh, it was just really comforting, you know, to be able to have that time. Because I know out here in the real world, you don't have that time like you do whenever you're in jail. And uh, it really built my strength and my faith and, you know, my growth with God. And uh, it, it was really impactful in my life and made a, a serious change. So whenever I got out, finally, after the nine months, I got back into Celebrate Recovery, uh, did a step study, ended up leading a step study, uh, did uh, leadership training and sponsorship training. Uh, I've been a leader there now for almost six years. Uh, I've been wow, clean awesome. almost seven years. Uh, awesome. drugs and uh, you know it's been really cool uh, I even joined on with Virginia Mennonite Missions and started uh, doing some mission work and prison ministry and working with the jail and inmates whenever they get out of the jail uh, sponsor guys that are in multiple different prisons throughout the state of Virginia 
uh, it just kind of felt like God was calling me to some other things. And uh, so a guy that I sponsor at Celebrate Recovery, he was telling me about this girl at Grace Covenant Church, who you all know is Leah. And uh, that's how we met. And for nine months, roughly, <laughs> I, I, I tried asking her out and, you know, I was <laughs> really drawn to her because it was kind of the female version of me. You know, she had gone through all this stuff. Yeah. And I just... We really connected, and funny thing is, we ended up. She remembered one night that we had actually met in our past life, and uh, I had kind of helped her with a place to stay for a couple of days because she was in some trouble. And it was just weird how God had worked on both of us and then brought us back and put us into this situation. But uh, so I started going to New Life Recovery at Grace Covenant. Uh, been going there, you know, every Thursday for little over three and a half years or so and um just started feeling like there was more that i needed to do and it was really weighing on me that there's no rehabs around here you know i've been working with recovery and sending people all over the place and yeah god was like open up a rehab help those that were like you get the help that you've gotten and so that's been my focus. Uh, we started our own ministry, Resurrected Ministries. And, uh, you know, I've been doing that now. Uh, we got our nonprofit set up. Uh, things are going good. Uh, trying to get some money raised to buy a facility to open the first Christ-centered men's recovery home in the Valley. And, uh, you know, it's it's been rewarding by saying yes. You know, and just just doing what God calls you to do, it's it's been a blessing. Uh, since then, me and Leah have conjoined our ministries, and once we get a men's house open, uh, we're going to open a house for the women. She'll oversee the women's house. I oversee the men's house. Yeah, and, uh, we're trying to conjoin our boards together and our mission support teams together, and things like that, and start raising money and get this thing going. So that's so awesome. Yeah, you know. I um I hear this and I'm just like, you know, how how many people are um listening to this and it's just <clears throat> it's admirable that you you listen when someone else was you know was reading the Bible and some people might think that, oh well, you're kind of a captive audience. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you could probably figure out ways to tune it out or ignore it or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you didn't. And, uh, you know, for anyone that's in that scenario, it's just really inspiring. But then also I think about it from, from never, um, never having to be in that scenario. It's like, well, how much valuable do you think that it is for somebody that's not having to, um, have to choose whether or not they're incarcerated or, you know, what they're going to do with their time. Like, what if there's somebody that's not there? It's like, you're saying like, was hard at out in the real life to yeah. find time to do this stuff, but how vital is it for people to find time to read the Bible and do this stuff? Because it's not about the Bible as a set of rules. It's about what's God saying to you. Yeah. And if you never make time to see what he wrote to the entire, you know, population of the world, um, cause he, you know, he wrote it with this type of, um, people hear the living word of God. Well, it absolutely is a living word. And 
as you read it, it hits every single person in a different way. If you're, if you're in a spot to receive a lot of people, they're just not in a spot to receive, but if they make that time and they go Mm -hmm. seeking God, I, I just believe that it's probably one of the most best investments of their time that they could do more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, I, I talk to a lot of people, Nathan, and they, they tell me a lot that they, they could be working to provide for their family. They could be doing these different things. And, you know, we got to do these things, right? We have to be able um, at some point to be able to take care of our family. But really, if it's all God's anyway, you know, why don't more people just lean on him? Like, you know, why don't more people just <laughs> take that time and read his word? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um but I, I so appreciate your 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 account. I was going to say your story, but it's your account, and uh, story just doesn't do it justice. It's your account sure. of what happened in your life, and um, we're thankful for that. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave with people with as we're as we're coming out of here? I mean, you so greatly just put together what you're doing to walk out this change that you've experienced. You're impacting other people. You're going back and saying, Hey, come with me. I've walked this road and Jesus showed me a way out. I'm going to help you find your own way out with Jesus's help. Like, is there anything else along this, along this path that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah. Well, what's really important, you know, coming out of that situation, being incarcerated, um, I had a lot of support, um, you know, my mom's church, uh, they was sending people in to visit with me, sending me scripture to read and study and things like that. And whenever I got out, uh, actually, uh, one of the elders from the church, he's retired pastor there. Uh, he's the head of my mission support team. Now they gave me a place to stay. And that was one of the reasons the judge was cooperative to let me out. So, you know, just having that community surround you and kind of keep you motivated and hold you accountable for your actions and willing to listen, willing to help, willing to teach you, you know, all the things that you need to get back on your feet. You know, that's so important. You can't get out and go right back to the same people. You can't get out and think that everything's going to be okay without putting in the effort and putting in the work. Uh you know, literally, hands down, this was not possible. This was never to happen, but God made sure that it did. And, uh, you know, being able to have something like that to lean on, like you're saying, you know, why aren't these people leaning on them? Their faith is little, you know. Just like you said, your faith is like a mustard seed. And I've struggled with that from time to time. You know, we're human. We want things right then and there. and. uh you know, whenever, whenever you're dealing with God, it's on his timing and, uh, there's no rush in that. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's something that's really discouraging sometimes, you know, as humans, we want it right then and there. We want our fast food. We want our internet to load. We want all these things, but what we really need to want is the love of Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for people that don't have that type of community surrounding them. And that's what I'm trying to do is, you know, we're going to have a one-year program for guys to come in straight from jail, straight from prison, and teach them how to walk by faith, teach them job placement skills, teach them how to manage their money, teach them how to do recovery. And, you know, all this is going to be done through Christ. 
And uh, I think it's going to be real successful once we get things up and running. Uh, you know, it's but it's, it's important to have that community. That's one thing I've liked about uh, New Life is, you know, Leah is really focused on community. Community makes a difference. She's seen it in her past, uh, you know, in her uprising into Christianity and being involved in leadership and groups. And it's worked for me. It's worked for her. It works for about anybody that wants it to work. You have to want it to work. You know, Amen. You don't want it. It's, it don't matter what you do. It's not going to work. But I think it's really important to surround yourself with a good church, good supporters and things like that. You know, that'll help you be more successful if you're coming out of a life like that. Is there any um, advice you'd give people that, like, let's say they're listening to this show and they have a loved one that's incarcerated and they're trying to get them resources to community like this? Where where would you send them? Uh, Send them to me. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Like a website or we'll put that that stuff in the bio too for the show. Yeah. We haven't gotten a website put up, put together yet. No problem. Yeah, once we have a house and everything, well, Leah's going to help me do a website. Okay. And like that. But, you know, I have uh, email, phone number. Anybody can contact me anytime if they need any resources. We have really been digging in a lot on uh, getting the resource folder put together, and we've gotten a lot. Awesome. Uh, from, from job placement skills to doctors to glasses to any kind of help that you might need, you know, to to get started and get back on your feet we've gotten about all the resources there is here in augusta county and rockingham county we've That's been awesome. meeting with both of the uh, re-entry resource council meetings and things like that uh in both counties and it's been really helpful you know there's things out there that we didn't even know existed you know so we're kind of plugged in with all that now and we're able to help people now until we get a home yeah. Uh, so, you know, anybody can contact me anytime you need to, you know, there's no problem. You can give out my information or whatever. Yeah. We'll make sure it's in the show bio. So yeah. if you're listening to this show, um, just know that we're going to have on the show notes, you can go and you can find Nathan's contact email. And if you have a loved one or a friend that's looking for these resources, um, please get, you know, get, get, get in, get in, um, get, contact Nathan, if I can speak, <laughs> contact Nathan, and then Nathan can help direct you on what you need to do yeah. for, um, for your loved one or friend that's uh, needing these resources. So Nathan, thank you so much for just, Absolutely. just blessing our listenership with coming on here and sharing your testimony and then sharing what you're doing about the change that you've experienced. Yeah. And for everyone that's listening, uh, thank you so much. And until next time, keep walking out your change.